Good morning, church family. Well, I am excited. I know we can't see you, but I'm glad that we're able to be here with you. Um, one of my, my favorite things about our church is we're not just a church that meets at a location and this is, this is where we meet and this is who we are, but we meet at anywhere. People can meet in communities. They can meet anywhere they're at. And I, I love that about our church. So I want to encourage you if, you know, wherever you're at in the United States, you know, start up a community, start up friends, start up someone to, to meet with you there. You know, you don't just have to watch this and it's just another podcast, but that's where discipleship happens and, and life comes from is, is when we get to meet together with other believers and, and refine and develop our faith foundation. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Um, so Patty, give us, what are some announcements coming up and what are some things happening? Well, just some stuff uh, to cover, some family business here. <laughs> For those of you who joined us for communion last week, thank you. Um, it was just such a special time that we had to be able to come together, share together, yeah. take communion together, and just do, you know be be that church family. And if you missed it, don't worry. We do this every month, so just remember, first Wednesday of every month, we do communion together. So we really want to see you there next time. Um, it's just a more intimate time to, even though it's on Zoom, we can still come together and have a good time. So please, please, please try to make it for our next one. Yeah. Um, and then ladies, we had just a fun night last on um, last Friday doing our art together, which was really, it was just really cool. And it's always fun for me to see the process, you know, like everyone's a little bit different in how they work. And some people just get really tuned in and focused and others are just kind of like, well, let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I love to see the differences in that. And then the art pieces at the end, it's just so fun to like see everybody's take on the art piece. And it's always fun because, because we all have, I was telling the ladies, I was like, and nobody's bad at art. It's, it's impossible to be bad at art. We just all have different styles. Yeah. And it's just so cool to see how we all interpret just different things and how it comes out and it's just so fun. So ladies, we, we do it every month. So please, I would love if you haven't been able to, to meet with us or you just missed it this last time, again, that's okay. We'll do it again next month and we hope to see you there. So, um, and then with that, this Thursday, we have our Bible study. So make sure you are tuning into that. It's at 6.30, I believe, right? Uh, no, uh, six. five to six. Five to six. I'm all over the place. <laughs> five <laughs> to six uh, five Pacific to six Standard Time. PM Pacific Standard Time on Thursdays. So make sure you are um, jumping in on that. Uh, if you don't have the Zoom link already, please email us info at lighthouse805.com so we can get that information to you so you don't miss out. It is just a phenomenal time of just really diving deep into the word of really dissecting it and, and taking all the, you know, the context that things are written in and just, Oh, all the spiritual impact that has on us today is just so good. It's so, so good. So please, please tune into that as well. I love when, um, when Sterling gives, he calls it his, his 10,000, uh, foot, it's a 10,000 feet perspective where it's if you're in an airplane looking down and he gives oh. these insights of here's what's happening in the region, the area, and here's the climate, and here's the background. And if you ever want to know more about uh, our Sunday's message of the context and, and what's happening, like why, why is this happening here? 
You know, why were they walking here? What's, what's really going on? That's what our Thursday night Bible study is about. So please sign up. You can email us. You can uh, direct message us anything you want. We'll be able to get you that link. It's like college level information without the homework, <laughs> like without writing papers, I should say. That's a good way of putting Because your, your homework is to actually, you know, practice what the word says. That's our homework every day. But <laughs> it's like all that good information. Um, and it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Um, a couple other announcements is one, uh, something we do every single year is at the top of the year, the beginning of the year, we share um, our what we did financially and we give a uh, member's report, if you will. Uh, and that's going to be happening soon. And so this year we're going to be doing that over Zoom. So if you're interested in seeing uh, the finances, uh, what we accomplished, what we did in the church, all those things, um, we'll shoot in our newsletter and we'll also provide that information on our social media. So, or you can email us and we'll give you all the, the information as well. Um, we want to make sure that every single person is welcome to join. You can hear all the information about what we do as a church. Um, and we're very transparent. Uh, we don't, we don't hide anything. And, and that's the way that we believe uh, we want to run our church. And it's also just <clears throat> amazing to see what the Lord has done, yeah. you know, in this last year to remember sometimes there are things that we forget from the beginning of last year, you know, and it's just like, oh yes, God did that. And we were able to do that as a church together. So that's always exciting to hear that too, that, that yearly recap. Yeah. Um, and then our, our second, uh, our last announcement that I have is we are going to be um, continuing live streaming only. I know that we did announce last week and at our communion and ladies night that will be on the lawn starting next week. Um, but we've been focusing our meeting on the lawn based on weather up to this point. Um, in our area in Ventura, numbers for COVID uh, keep increasing. And so we prayed about it and we're going to be continuing to meet live only till the end of this month, January. And at that point we'll reassess and by all means we'll reassess sooner if it looks like we should meet on the lawn sooner, but we'll keep you all updated and informed. And um, we'll also include in the newsletter and social media, just so everyone knows. Um, but with that, Patty, can you, can you pray for our tithe and offering? Um, and before I pray, you can go to the Lighthouse page at lighthouse805.com. Go to the giving page um, to go ahead and fill out that information and do your offering that way. We also have a donate button on our Facebook page, and you can give that way. Everything is safe and secure. Um, if you have any questions about any of that, please message us, and you know we can clear anything up. But we just thank you in advance for your giving. And it's not about the dollar amount. We thank you for your heart's obedience, yeah. for believing that the Lord can take what we give him and turn it into something just incredible that only he can. Amen. And so um, also just being that it's the beginning of the year, really pray about what the where the Lord is guiding you in terms of giving. Um, and again, it, it's not just about the finances. It's about where your where the Lord wants your heart to to be that giver. You know, he calls us each to, to be giving in of our time, of our money, of our resources. So just really spend some time in prayer yeah. over that this, you know, this month of, of, okay, Lord, what are you calling me to give? What are you calling me to give? How much and where, you know, all, all those things. And so um, join me as we pray over our tithe and offering this morning. Lord, we just thank you for being the ever faithful God that you are, for knowing each and every one of our needs blessing us and then giving us an abundance over that lord your word says that it is overfilling our cups lord and as we with very thankful hearts receive all that you give us we would we be so ready to just continue to giving back to you first of all 
and to give to those around us, Father. And so we thank you for areas that you're placing on our hearts of, of knowing that we can be cheerful givers in these areas. Lord, and we pray that you would um, just do the miraculous with that. And we thank you for your faithfulness in that because, um, we, first of all, we know that you will do it. And we just thank you that we get to be a part of that. And that's just something so amazing and special. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Um, Father, we just pray as we dive into the word, would you speak through through Pastor Matt? Would he be so sensitive to your Holy Spirit? Would he be so ready to just speak the words that you have given him in a clear way so that it could enter into our hearts, into our minds? Would we be so ready to receive? Would our ears be open, our hearts be open to receive, Lord, and take time to, to really digest what you're saying? Lord, that it's not anything mysterious. It's not anything complicated. Father, but that we would just catch on to, to your love, to your words in our hearts and in our lives. God, and would there be a joy and an excitement in hearing them because we know that it's only good. It can only be good because that's all that you have for us. And so we thank you, Lord. Search the areas of our hearts that we kind of need to, you know, tweak and transform a little to be more sensitive to you, Lord. And so we thank you for your goodness and your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um. Have you ever seen a distracted driver on the road? Like, I'm sure that we all have an endless supply of distracted driver stories. Um, And I think we're all guilty of being a distracted driver at one point. Okay, at least I am. Um, But I remember this one story. I was uh, in Ventura uh, heading south on Victoria. And there's this part where if you're going to head south on the 101, there's two lanes that make this sharp right turn and then it becomes four lanes. And then the two lanes get onto the freeway and then they can go south on the 101. But in that process, it's the two lanes turning and I was in the left lane and a guy was in the right lane. And so you're supposed to just turn and then you both get up on the freeway. And so we're going and then at one point I realize he's not making the turn. So then I just slam my brakes and then he goes and just kind of drifts into my lane And then I see him continue drifting over to the next lane. And as he drifts in the next lane, he's about to hit a semi-truck. And the semi-truck driver sees, slams on his brakes, and he swerves into the fourth lane and then lays on his semi-truck horn as loud as all can be. And then the guy realizes and swerves all the way back over (laughs) to the lane he started in and then sped off onto the the freeway. Um, What I noticed was in this whole process, I'm looking at, the person because you can see them coming over and then you can see him going and you can see him coming back he was on his phone he was texting he was doing something facebooking maybe he was watching a podcast who knows he was doing something and he was completely distracted and i i want to say that distracted drivers fail to pay attention they're only thinking of themselves and then refuse to acknowledge when they make a mistake right here's here's the definition of 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 distracted drivers. Distracted driving is the act of driving while engaging in other activities which distract the driver's attention away from the road. So why am I talking about distracted drivers this morning? Well, we're in our Change Your City sermon series, and today the message title is Distracted Drivers. It's because in reading different stories and scriptures on Capernaum, I found some distracted drivers in route, in route, in route to Capernaum. And so I want to bring this up today and I want to see if you can identify the, the three things where 
They failed to pay attention. They were thinking of themselves and they refused to acknowledge when they made mistakes. So f- turn to me, turn with me to Mark chapter nine, uh, verse 33. We're going to pick it up there today. And uh, if, if this is the first message you've ever heard in Lighthouse, or if you're joining us and this is the first message you've heard in our sermon series, Change Your City, what this series is all about is looking at literally changing your city. And we're, we're taking um, all the scriptures and stories and anything that revolves around Capernaum, because ultimately that's where Jesus decided to move in and change the world by changing this city. And the, the beauty of the sermon series is Capernaum, the city is, it's literally the definition is, it's all about um, uh, city, village of comfort. That's the definition of Capernaum. And so this whole sermon series revolves around, we have to move out of our comfort zone in order to change your city. So with that, Mark chapter nine, verse 30, starting verse 30, says this, they left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know they were there where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. Now, verse 33, they came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? Right. Okay. So just check the story. Jesus is talking about the death and resurrection of himself. Then they're on the road and now Jesus says, so what were you talking about on the road? City. Uh, verse 33, when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the 12 and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. I love, I love that scripture. I love this idea because if you really grasp what's happening here, Jesus starts off by talking about the death and resurrection, right? Everything our faith is based on Jesus. It's right here. And then they are completely distracted right? Jesus is talking about what's happening. He's prophetically speaking what's coming up. And then they're talking about themselves of who's the greatest. And then Jesus is like, so what were you talking about there? You know, they're all sitting there like, I'm not saying anything. You say anything. Oh, Peter will say something. He always does. You know, it's like, like what's going to be happening right here. And then Jesus change, like changes it and it make, becomes this teaching moment. And so what I really want to get at today is, are you engaged in other activities that distract you from the road Jesus is leading you on? Are you a distracted driver in your faith walk? That's what this message comes down to. Because you can't change your city if you ain't paying attention to what Jesus is doing right here and right now. Like that, that's the crux of it. These disciples had an issue paying attention. And it comes down to three things, right? We talked about what the three things, uh, the three characteristics of a distracted driver is. And it's actually the same three characteristics of the disciples being distracted, right? So, So the first one, failing to pay attention. Failing to pay attention. 
distracted driver, that's, that's the first mistake, right? If you're driving and then other, something else catches your attention or you're just not paying attention to driving, you're, you know, sitting here like this, you don't see where you're at and where you're going. And all of a sudden your life is in danger and the other lives around you are in danger. Likewise with the disciples. Did you catch the first verse in there? Right? In, in verse, where was it? Verse 32, Jesus is, is explaining the, the cross resurrection. Verse 32 says, but they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. I think that's what causes a lot of us to be distracted believers, right? Because we can be inside of church, we can hear the word of God, we can be at home, we could read the Bible, we can be in prayer and the Holy Spirit will speak to us. And if we don't have the fundamental understanding to sit there a little extra time and understand and perceive and act on it, we'll be distracted in our faith walk. And it, what, what is literally the same thing that happens to a distracted driver is the same thing that happens to a distracted believer. If we're not paying attention, Jesus is speaking. Are, are you actually listening and discerning? And, and think about like distracted drivers are just dangerous. Like if you're not paying attention, <laughs> they, they could hurt themselves or you or anyone else around. Likewise, a distracted believer who, who hears God but doesn't take the time to discern it and understand it is dangerous. I, I have, I've heard a few people hear the Holy Spirit speak to them and then they give a word that is way off. And I'm like, so where's the scripture that backs that? Did you take time to discern that? And they're like, well, no, I'm, you know, I, I kind of heard this and I thought about my past, so I just said this. I'm like, <laughs> you're, that's dangerous. You're like, you're playing with, with guns right now that you need to understand the full authority that you're wielding. And if you haven't taken the time to read the instructions before you wield that, it's dangerous. And, and I, I take giving words of, of encouragement and words of wisdom very serious. Because if I fully believe that when the Bible says you need to discern you need to discern, <laughs> that's, that's it. So I, I wanna say, we need to pay attention. Uh, this, this brings us to what we call doing life together. This is, this is the moment where discipleship happens in our church, right? Because we have to vocalize and be vulnerable of saying, this is where I'm at in my belief system in this one topic. And you talk about it with someone next to you. And I pray and hope that someone is next to you. And if they're not, please jump into the comments. Okay, this is an, a, a, a secondary way to, to be vulnerable and have discipleship on an online platform. So doing life together today, it, it's this. The, the disciples were, were focused on nonsense because they failed to understand what Jesus spoke to them about. So what does the, the scripturally read in Mark uh, chapter nine mean to you? Uh, how, have, how have you allowed yourself to be distracted because you didn't understand Jesus? Right? When Jesus talks to you, how have you allowed yourself to be distracted? Has Jesus spoke to you recently and you haven't acted on it because you didn't understand it? How can you stay focused in the future when Jesus speaks to you 
and don't understand. So I want you to think of practical ways like how, you know, how, how will you remain focused by understanding? What are you going to do to understand the word of God? What are you going to do to understand messages more? What are you going to do to understand those, the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the words that you're given? And so with that, let's take a couple moments, uh, a couple minutes, and spend time dialoguing that with someone next to you. And this is where the accountability happens. So Patty, can you share with some of the comments? <clears throat> so as you're kind of going through that, make sure you're writing in the comments, and, and we can have this conversation. Um, we can talk about that, encourage each other. And um, again, like <clears throat> Matt said, it's, it's about it takes a little bit of vulnerability to say, well, these are the areas, you know? And so first of all, thank you for sharing with us and being open to sharing with us. Um, and so with, I want to just speak for myself and know that um, even just this past year, you know, different areas where the Lord has spoken to me of saying like, this is where I want, you know, this is the direction I want you headed in. I'm the kind of person who, um, <laughs> speaking of driving, I like to make sure my blind spots are covered. <laughs> And I take so much time in even, and it's really just an excuse of saying, okay, Lord, but what about this? And what if this? And I try to go through every case scenario, which is really ridiculous because, I mean, if God tells you to do something, he's got your blind spots covered, <laughs> right? And so mm -hmm. that's something I've learned this year of making sure that I'm relying on Jesus to cover my blind spots for me, of letting go of that need to control. And that's huge for me. If you don't know me already, just that control issues. I've been working on that a lot. <laughs> um, and so it, it's those, those blind spot checking. That's for me. That's where I need to let Jesus be the one to, to control that and not be distracted in thinking, well, what about, and what if, and then this, and what if I don't have, and <coughs> when the Lord tells you to do something, he's going to be your resource. He's the one that's going to cover. And there've been times where I'm like, okay, Lord, I, or actually I read in a book yesterday, this woman was sharing where uh, finances were starting to run low. Like they were, her and her family were obedient in what the Lord wanted them to do, but finances were running really low. And, um, and so she's like, I got to the point where I just told the Lord, okay, this is your will, but now it's your bill, <laughs> you know? And it was just kind of like, you know what? And it's not kind of throwing anything in the Lord's face. It's just reminding ourselves of if God is sending you, he's going to supply all that you need for mm -hmm. it. So, um, we've got some in the comments. Janelle says, I think I get too busy with my day or my own agenda. And mm. that's so easy, easy to get distracted by that of all the things I need to do today. Um, and, and honestly, I've gotten myself even to the point of like some of these things, uh, even though they do need to get done, they're still going to be there waiting for me, you know? And so when I really need to focus on what Jesus wants me to do, um, we have Pat Patrick saying sometimes semantics and the small things cause massive destructions. This is where I think Jesus wants us to lean on his understanding and not letting those small things cause big distractions. Oh, that's so good, Pat. It's those little things. It's the, the things that just kind of catch your eye and just can cause a huge distraction. You start to rabbit trail and all that. See, Nathan is saying, like the disciples, we get afraid of the truth. We get mm. a spark of the truth, and that's scary about what we might have to do about that truth. So we seek a whole, oh, we seek a distraction to ignore what God wants us to do. Nathan, my goodness. That's you so just good. hit it. Oh, man, that right there. 
and it's true. It, it, in verse 30, 32, it says, but they did not understand this saying and were afraid to ask him. And how many times have we been mm. in that position? Just exactly what Nathan is saying of we're afraid to even ask because it comes with risks and requires us to take that risk and and put her foot where her mouth is of saying, okay, I've got faith. Well, now I got to show it. Now I got to prove that what I'm saying that I believe about the Lord is true. And that can be so scary sometimes, super scary. Hmm. Um, and yes, Nathan, that's so true. We seek those distractions. I, I know I'm guilty of if there's something I need to do, I allow myself to get distracted by something like, oh, but I really got to do this first, <laughs> you know, like anybody else with me. Um, and yes, we do. We seek them to kind of get out of what we need to be, what we really need to be doing. Oh, thank you for sharing, Nathan. And then Jessica is saying, for a long time, I've been distracted by responsibilities and I take on more and more, even though I know I'm putting so much before Jesus. And this is a huge weakness of mine. Hmm. There is power in saying no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really hard sometimes. I know for me, sometimes I'm like, I want to help out everybody. Everybody. Um, and sometimes we do just need to say no. No, because I, I do have something that I need to get done first. And when we obey what God is asking us to do first, he'll make time for other things and he'll send other people to take care of those things we think we need to do. Um, so be encouraged by that, Jessica, by others, you know, who are kind of dealing with that same thing is we don't have to do it all. We are not, you know, superheroes who can do it all. If anything, that's going to run us down even quicker and harder. Um, then we got Albert is saying, when it pops in my head, pray. It still keeps us on the road. Yeah. So as soon as something pops into your head, pray that moment. It doesn't have to be an hour-long eloquent prayer. The Lord doesn't care about our, you know, mm. using us using fancy words when we pray. <laughs> he just wants that, that time with us, that relationship, that conversation. And so, yes. When you think about it, pray about it right there. And if you need to later spend more time in that, then absolutely, by all means, go ahead and do that. But it does keep us on the road. It keeps us from getting distracted. There's always the, uh, I was thinking right now with, because we're talking in driving terms, it's all, there's how many of us get distracted by all the other, the looky-loos, <laughs> you know, something's on the road and then other people slow down <laughs> and get distracted down. <laughs> and then everyone else needs to slow down to see what that person's getting distracted by. And it's just like this whole domino effect. And so even with that, we get distracted by what's going on in other people's lives. And again, and then that's where comparison starts to sneak in. And then that causes another distraction for us. And I know I've been guilty of that, of comparing and needing to see what others are doing. And it's, it's, it can get very to a very unhealthy point when we're just doing that to compare and see, well, I'm not doing that. And then the guilt sets in and oh, it's just a whole domino effect of yeah. just that distraction after distraction so thank you all for sharing and please continue to to add your comments and we go back and you know we have conversations you're as you're doing that you can encourage others too who are on this journey we're all on this journey together and we're here to encourage each other saying these are my areas of weakness and another person can say hey i dealt with that and here's how you know i can help you stay accountable you know for yeah. for bettering ourselves, bettering each other. And that's what that um, community is all about, of doing life together in the comments. If you have each other's phone numbers, call each other up, you know, send messages throughout the week. That's that's what this is all about, really, is just staying in that in that community together of encouragement, of loving on each other. Um, so thank you guys for putting all this. It's just, we're always so blessed. 
yeah. so blessed by all, all of um, what you guys share. So thank you. Thanks. Um, so bring us back in. The first thing that distracted drivers and distracted believers have in common is failing to pay attention, right? Paying attention to the road or paying attention to what God is speaking to you about. The second one that's huge is failing to think of others, right? This is a big one, like failing to think of others. Like this is so big, distracted drivers. It's, oh, all I care about is my phone. I'm going to reach my destination, whatever, you know? And it's like, <laughs> whoops, you know, a whoops is, it's, we can't have that. Likewise, with distracted believers and we, we don't think of others, things, bad things can happen because we're not caring for those others in our community saying, let me pray for you. Let me bring the authority of the living God into your situation, right? This is huge. Failing to think of others. Where do we get this in the story with the disciples and, and how are we pulling this out of the scripture? Because it says this, sit, wait, let me get the right verse. Verse 33, they came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way he had, they had argued about who was the greatest. Think about this. Jesus just talked to him about the resurrection of the living God. And then however much time passes, they're sitting there talking about, okay, between the 12 of us, who's number one, who's number two, and who's last, okay? Because we've got to figure out the marching order, who's the best, who's the worst. And they're trying to sit there and, and organize, and they're consumed by just themselves and what they represent in this little cohort, if you will. Well, who's number one? Who's going who's gonna to sit by Jesus when we eat? All right, then who's going to sit next to that person? And then who's going to sit here? And who's, and they are consumed by the, the stratification of who they are in the pecking order. And I, I, this blows my mind because Jesus is sitting here teaching them and discipling them. And I was like, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's about these people. And it's about this and it's about that. And, and, and Jesus keeps looking outward and he's like, your inside needs to be changed so that your outside reflects. And he's going on and on about the kingdom of God. And then the disciples are sitting there looking at the most ridiculous thing, right? Like this blows my mind. They are failing to think of others and they are distracted disciples. Disciples, disciplers, discipling, I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm sure David will say in the comments eventually, <laughs> whatever the right adjective is or noun. They're failing to think of others. And I think as believers, we can be distracted when all we think about is what's best for myself. Right? When we're failing to see that I'm part of the kingdom of God, I'm part of this church community. I'm part of these other believers that I'm connected to. And when we fail to see that, we're, we're failing our community, ultimately. And then the, the third thing is fail to confess, right? Fail to acknowledge that, that you're done wrong, okay? <laughs> like distracted drivers. I don't know why, it bothers me so much. Like 
They know what they did. I know what they did. They know that I know what they did, but they still act like, <laughs> don't look at my face. I need to get out of here, right? Like it is so rare for someone to go, I'm sorry. Like do it, throw a wave, say you're sorry. We both know you done wrong. Like, come on. Like, I don't know why that bothers me so much. Like it shouldn't, it just does, okay? But like, even in believers, when, when, we, when we make mistakes, we need to own up to it. We need to confess. We need to, to acknowledge and confess our sins to Jesus. We need to, to lay it out. Because if we hoard on to those, that's, that's not doing us any good. When it's like, we're just hiding that within us. And, and I'm pulling this out of the, the last scripture. When they came to Capernaum, when he was in the house, he asked them, why were you arguing about on the road? What were you arguing about on the road? Verse 34, but they kept quiet. They kept quiet. They failed to confess. And then it goes on, because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. And this, this is, this is the, the scary part here is, I mean, we have the disciples who <laughs> helped founded the church, helped start the entire movement of Christianity. And if they struggle with this, we struggle with it. All right, you're not alone. You're not isolated. I just want to challenge you. When Jesus calls you out on stuff, it's time to own up. And I, I pray that you're owning up before you get called out on it. the beauty of being called out by, by Jesus, by the Lord is that he calls us out on our mistakes out of love. Yeah. And it's, and he, the reason why I believe he also, he calls us out is because if he didn't call us out and let us sit with all those feelings, um, of what we've done, we know we've done wrong because if we sit with all of that, it eats away at us, at every part of us. You know how many things are still in your heart sometimes of like, man, I really messed up that time and I still haven't asked for forgiveness and it's just eating away and eating away. And I feel like sometimes the Lord calls us out and says, remember that one time, but he doesn't leave it at that. And that's the beauty of being called mm -hmm. out is he, he removes it and he takes it away and he offers up his forgiveness instead. And it's all just so that we can live that life of abundance yeah. that he promises. And so that's the beauty of you know, sometimes when we say like, really like ask the Holy Spirit to show you areas. And yeah, sometimes we sit in that and are like, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> but really do it because the Lord wants to remove all, all of those feelings that we've harbored, that we've hoarded. That's such a great word to use that we've hoarded away in our hearts. Mm. Um, and so be called out by the Lord. It might not feel good for a second or two. It's ripping off the band-aid, but hey healing comes from that and that's the only way that sometimes healing can come through is when we're allowing all of that junk to just be sifted out to be called out on so just know that if he does call you out he covers it with all his love and all his forgiveness and all his grace and mercy and what better things to, yeah. to have replaced in our hearts than all the guilt and muck <laughs> the let's let's shift into the cure for distracted driving and distracted discipling it's it's one and the same right? Distract, distracted driving and distracted discipling. It's, it's giving up the driver's seat to focus on what you should be focusing on. That's it. So it, it all comes down to 
if, if we are driving our own lives, it's because we haven't trusted Jesus to drive our life right, right now. And when we're not allowing Jesus to drive, we're very distracted. It's like, well, maybe I should be going over here. And then it's like, oh, I need to do this. And, and we're veering all over the place. When in reality, we have, I don't know if I can say this, but we have the best Uber driver ever, right? <laughs> Jesus is supposed to be taking our wheel. Jesus is supposed to be leading us. Jesus is the one who's driving us. I'm sorry if I offended you with the Uber driver part, <laughs> but it's the, the, it's the visual of it. So, so number one, the driver's seat belongs to Jesus. You cannot lead your life and everything else going on in the car all perfectly. Leave the driving up to Jesus. And what that means is, is saying, Jesus, you are leading me where you're leading me. And I accept it. All right, wherever, wherever I go, wherever you take me, I'm going to be there through good, through bad, through thick, through thin, through everything. I am committed and in covenant with you leading me. And I'm going to focus, and this is the number two, your focus is on the driver, on yourself. Oh, I messed this up. I changed the point <laughs> this morning. Your focus is on, is on the driver, Jesus, and the passengers. That's it. You need to leave Jesus to drive, and your focus has to be on Jesus, the driver, and the passengers. You know, when I say passengers, you are a passenger. Okay, but there's multiple people that fit in that category. So your focus needs to be on Jesus driving and accepting where he leads you. And secondary, you need to be focused on yourself and others with you. And and this is just another illustrative way to point out our church vision, right? As, As the lighthouse, it's the shape of a cross. We have the strong foundation in the center and then the light's shining outward. So our foundation is Jesus as a driver and we're shining outward is everyone in our passenger seats, right? Just another way of saying the church vision. And, and what we got to understand is I need to focus on what's happening in my life. Simultaneously, I need to focus on who I'm sitting next to. Who's in my community? Are, are you doing okay? Can I be praying for you? Can you be praying for me? I'm going through this. This is, this is what's going on because when our focus is no longer on the dire emergency of the road we're barreling down, we can let go of that wheel to Jesus. And now we can spend time talking, turning, looking around, all, all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to, to read uh, Psalms 23 verse four. It says, this is the old school version. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. And I was, I was, as I was reflecting on the scripture, I was thinking about that. Jesus is with us because he's leading us. Not to stop, not to be stationary, but to, con- to continue going forward in our lives. And, and I want you just to be thinking about that today of, are you in control of your life or have you passed the control reins to Jesus? And have you started focusing on what you need to focus on. The disciples had to focus on themselves and their community that they're walking through. Mm-hmm. And Jesus called them out on it. He's like, you are focusing on anything but what you should be focusing on right now. Like, are you kidding me? 
I can't like I can't imagine Jesus in this like situation. Like he, I just like he's so humble, he's so perfect. Like I'm shocked he just didn't slap them every once in a while. Just like, Psh, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like you're gonna be the leader of the church. Come on. But I, I love that he he chose real world examples, just real human beings. Because mm-hmm. if they were perfect too, we would never feel like we could ever live up yeah. to their shoes. Yeah. And and they had issues, but they worked through it. Now we might have issues. But the real challenge is, are you willing to work through it too? Mm-hmm. And that's where we can look up to them saying, hey, they followed after Jesus. <laughs> they got called out on their stuff, but they moved forward. Amen? Amen? So, you're in the right seat with the right heart, and that's what will change your city. Just being in the right seat with the right heart. And that, that's ultimately what happens. That's, that's, that's the, the, the crux of our church vision of that God has laid out, right? Love God, love people. And, and that's, that's what Lighthouse is. You got to make sure you're in the right seat with the right heart. And, and so next steps this week, I, I want you to practice actionable prayer this week. Actionable prayer. This is, this is what I mean by that. Pray for discernment and take action. If you feel led to fast, then pray for what you need to fast over, then fast. Right? Don't, don't just be the person that says, I feel like I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast. Oh, it was great. I fasted. Mm-hmm. You're missing it. Don't even start fasting till you fully discern what Jesus is speaking to you to fast on and then start. So actionable prayer, this is, this is what I mean. If you feel led to call someone and pray over them, first spend time discerning what the Holy Spirit needs to get across, then call them. Right, right. Spend that intentional practicing prayer moment, really hearing from God this week and take action on it. Right, every single one of us should be praying about something, spending the time to discern that prayer and then doing something. Like that's, that's what the disciples, they heard from God, but they didn't listen. So then they started talking about nonsense and then Jesus called them out later on. Don't let that be your week. Don't go from here going, oh, you know what? I think I got it. I think, you know, and then you talk about nonsense this whole week and the next Sunday you're like, oh, I forgot. Don't be that. Don't be like the disciples in that moment. Hear God this week. Spend time praying and take action on it. Hey, would you would you pray for us as we go into worship? Yes. Lord, we just thank you. We come before you as a church family, and we just, we, we thank you. We thank you because you are the driver, Lord, and you you want us to be your co-pilot, your passenger, to, to come along on this ride with you, Father. And so I pray that as we are each in a different um, part of that journey with you, that we would be so ready to just release that driver's seat to you, Lord. Would we step out in faith? Would we start off this year by stepping out in faith so big of saying, all right, Lord, you've got the wheel. You are going to drive and lead me to the exact place I need to be going. And so, Father, I thank you that you also help us through all the distractions. God, that even though they happen, you're, re- you're so ready to help us refocus 
And so we thank you for that, that faithfulness and that goodness and that thoughtfulness that you have for us to do that. So Father, we thank you that as we step into our weeks this week, would we have that focus on you, on what you want us to do. Holy Spirit, would you remind us to be taking that time to pray, to listen, and to really discern what, what you're speaking to us. Lord, and so we thank you that um, you're going to you're gonna open up opportunities for us to put our faith into action this week. And I pray that we would not be distracted. We would not be lazy or too comfy to step out and do it. Holy Spirit, we need your strength and your guidance in that too. And so we thank you because whatever your word says that what we ask, you will give us, Lord. And so we're asking for that this week, Father, for, you, for each of us this morning. And Lord, as we come before you in a time of worship, would our hearts and our would our would our hearts be pure? Would our would our hands be pure as we raise them to you, Lord, of saying you are our Abba Father, the God who loves me, who loves me beyond all measure, who provides for me, who heals me. Lord, and so we thank you and we give you all the praise and all the worship for being an incredible God who is above all things that are happening in this world. Lord, and would we just be an extension of that love to those around us? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you join us in worship?
just call on you this morning, Lord, to tune our ears, turn our eyes, tune our hearts, God, to focus on you and to put you in the middle of it all, at the front of it all, behind us, God, hem us in on all sides. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be.
this morning we confess before you that if we've been distracted God forgive us and Lord we hope that this worship has been sweet to your ears as we put you back in the driver's seat and we take our hands off the wheel and we say Lord take us where you want to take us and God I just pray that in this moment right now you would be stirring our hearts stirring our thoughts and our minds to the road ahead to what you have for us the direction you want to give the passengers you want us to pull up and let in the car and so God I just pray right now that you would seal in our hearts this morning what you've done this word that you've ignited that you would just bring clarity, bring wisdom, bring discernment. Lord, that we would stop being dangerous drivers. And that we would accept that you have a much better plan. And so church, I just, 
I exhort you this morning to take that next step, to pray, to discern, and then to take action. And don't hesitate to share with one another what's going on. Uh, I read something the last couple weeks ago that um, this life is not meant to be done alone. God didn't design us to do things alone or in a silo or about ourselves. There are so many verses in the Bible that talk about one another. Encourage one another. Love one another. Do life together. So let's take the opportunity to not just be on a Sunday morning in the comments doing life together, but to do life together throughout the week. And to do that prayerfully, mindfully, and, uh, and with discernment. In your precious name, God, we just seal this time and, and we say go in peace.